Hello and welcome to Beyond the Lens. I'm JD. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I've got a special guest with me. I've got Phil PK Screams. He is also a concert photographer. So today, we're going to talk all things concert photography. If this is something that's interested to you, a lot of people I know ask me about getting into the business. Uh, we're going to talk pretty candidly, I think, about mm -hmm. all sort of things. Uh, we've both been doing it for a, a long, long time. I think I met Phil probably about four or five, five years ago. At least five, yeah. You know, uh, sort of uh, in the pits, uh, you know, and I think, you know, you'd been doing it for a bit, but that was the first time that I had run into you uh, was at a August Burns Red concert. Was it August Burns Red? I believe it was August Burns Red about five years ago. Cool. Yeah, so... Um, I cover a wide, wide spectrum. You're a little more niche, uh, and, and you do some different stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I guess my first question is, why concert photography? How would you end up getting involved? And, you know, we'll no, take it from No, that's a fair question. I guess, I don't know. I went to school first for a year of open studies, and those are originally supposed to be going into broadcasting. But I guess in my entire life, music has always been something that has been like in my blood. So I decided to leave university and pursue music on my own terms. And I decided to go with everything I could, whether it's doing photography, whether it's playing with my own band, whether it's promoting shows, whether it's setting up stages, doing all that stuff. So I guess I found the photography and I just hopped into it. Um, I already had my small network of people that kind of helped me out helped me set up, made those extra connections, and just went from there. Yeah, because you, you've worked on things like street teams, for example, sort of old school street teams where you go and you do postering and you do all the event stuff exactly. prior to and, you know, sort of build up the hype going around. The you show, know, exactly. The show, you know, and I, I know you've done a lot of video interview stuff in mm -hmm. the past. You were doing video interview stuff as and, well. Yeah. That's kind of, I, I, I don't know, for me, I guess video interviews is still... A kind of go-to but it's now coming down to scheduling with the bands right. as well because that's a little bit more difficult with touring and whatnot but video interviewing is still definitely a kind of a passion of mine it's harder um i used to do a lot of stuff with local bands but with the local scene kind of being on a back burner for a lot of bands in the scene i decided to start focusing more on the bigger ones whether it's doing interviews as a written up one for Canadian Beats. Right. Um, or doing video interviews with touring bands and all that stuff. Right. So keeping yourself busy, basically. Yeah, nonstop. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of your stuff, I mean, I, I guess, you know, a lot of people, what they ask me is sort of how do you get to the point where you're getting sort of media credentials, where you're getting involved, and how do you start working with bands? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know how, uh, you know, things sort of play for me, but you know, how, how did, how did that work for you? How did that all sort of come to be? Well, definitely. Like you said, we met five years ago and back then it was a lot different. It was a lot easier to be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm building this portfolio. This is what I'm submitting for. I'm giving them all my like past write-ups that I've done. Not like everything, but just kind of right. like some of the links. And then I'm like, this is what I'm submitting it for. Yes. I'm independent. I'm not submitting for anything large, and most of the time bands are like, are willing to give all their artists a chance. So right. definitely with like the touring bands, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, as I mentioned, I do write for Canadian Beats. Yep. So Canadian Beats is kind of the website that covers me for 
Canadian acts and festivals. Like I just submitted my media credentials for Sled Island and for the Calgary Stampede. Right. So because it's a Canadian festival and they have Canadian artists, that's a lot easier to get covered because we're submitting to a larger website right. with more views and all that stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I mean, there's lots of ways to sort of get that access. What, what I find personally is, um, you know, before, before I actually met you, uh, there was kind of this huge void when I was taking photographs mm. of, of people that would be there. Typically, it was myself, uh, the Calgary Sun, and the Calgary Herald. That's all I would kind of see. Uh, mid-tier shows, especially when we started getting to like Mac Hall to kind of marquee yeah. level kind of things. Uh, occasionally, I would see guys like from the Reflector, which would be mm-hmm. the university paper, which makes sense because at the time, Mac, Mac Hall was a university venue. You know, Union Events was was owned by the university. So, I mean, obviously they're, they're giving, you know, people some opportunities that are working in things, you know, like media and journalism to Mm -hmm. get sort of opportunities and get their, their feet wet. Right. So, I mean, that all makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, so a lot of people were getting that through, through schooling, they would have that access through schooling. Uh, but, but a lot, in a lot of cases, like I would go to the saddle dome and that, that would be it. Um, I would say things have changed a lot over probably the last 10 plus years that, uh, you know, that how people are getting in is a lot different. Uh, what people are looking at to get, get from photographers. I mean, a lot, a lot of times before it was simply, they knew that you had an outlet, you were throwing it on the wire. You had people that wanted to buy the photos. You knew the people that wanted to, you know, basically get coverage and, and you were in nowadays, it's, it's not that simple anymore because number one magazines, you know, that we all used to sort of read, you know, even iconic magazines like the Rolling Stones, uh, you know, the Rolling Stone is just not as big as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's, they still exist. They still do things, but you know, it, it's changed a lot. And then I sort of start, started seeing people like yourself move in, uh, people like Joshua Platt, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, young people starting out, which was super awesome because it, it gives me, you know, you know me, I, I talk to everybody. Exactly. Um, yeah. it's kind of a weird, uh, if you've ever been to, you ever seen a show or you ever watch photographers and stuff like that, there, there are people like me that are very outgoing and talking and, and love to talk about photography and what you do. Because to me, the, you're, you're all my peers. You all do the same thing. And you can always you know, learn something new from someone else. <laughs> what, what I find sometimes now too, is that, you know, there are so many people coming in um, from such a wide variety mm-hmm. of things that uh, a lot of times there, I don't know if it's intimidation to talk to somebody or if it is nervousness, um, nervousness that they don't feel, you know, like they belong completely like in yeah, that, you know, section. Um, you know, or, you know what it is, or in a lot of cases, what I found uh, is that they don't necessarily have a game plan. Mm-hmm. It's they've just kind of shown up. And I don't know if they've got a plan, like a business plan or how they're going to evolve as a photographer or how they're even going to work in the industry. Um, and, and, you know, that's interesting to me because I had a, a situation where basically I lost, uh, I, I used to work for Corbis. Yeah. Um, I got cut out uh, because they got bought by Getty Images. So I lost sort of where I was getting my revenue from all this stuff from. Mm-hmm. And I, I started asking people in the pit, like, who are you working for? How's the pay? You know, where all this kind of stuff. And I was surprised at how many people, you know, were saying, well, I just, you know, I kind of don't really get any pay or anything like that. So it was kind of a very, very interesting, you know, experience for me because I was kind of like, wow, you know, 
it's great. I mean, there, there's definitely a time to do stuff for free in concerts and, and get your foot in the door. But if you don't have a long term plan, I mean, the reality is how long can you sustain yourself? yourself? Exactly. You know, no, it was a good. You touched on the magazines, which is like a really interesting subject. Um, like alternative press and rock sound, two big magazines in the music scene on that like alternative side. They've all basically discontinued their physical print. They all yeah. going towards like downloads and like having subscriptions on your phone. And all that stuff, which is, again, the day and age media moving towards digital stuff. Um, not saying that all photographers are doing this, my, even myself. Like, I still love doing photography, but that now goes into the subject of what I'm going to do next. Right. Um, like you mentioned, interviews. I find that doing the interviews, whether it's just a quick podcast kind of style or whether it's like a video interview, it's going to be easier for me in the long run to maybe move forward yeah. because everyone's on their phone. You can open up YouTube, you can see the interview and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there, there's definitely that aspect to it. I mean, this day and age media is changing by all means like print, <laughs> print, you know, I, I'll, I'll say it. I've said it before. I mean, it, it's dead. Print it's dead. is dead. Print magazines are dead. You can maybe get them at the airport. You see a small, small selection at the grocery store. I mean, the places that used to get them all the time, things like 7-Elevens, corner stores, Source. have such little selection. selection. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, Chapters or Indigo, these big bookstores that still carry magazines, but even them, they are limited, and those places are closing down yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, the day and age of buying sort of a monthly magazine or getting a monthly subscription is long gone, oh. and a lot of people are getting their, their stuff from the internet. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, I, I guess kind of the interesting part is that I've done the print aspect and I've sort of evolved as, you know, it went from film to digital photography. And I think, you know, kind of the turbulence that we see now is a lot related to that because, you know, I mean, even, you know, things like the Calgary Herald, Calgary Sun, which are, are major news publications, uh, post media are having difficult times sustaining sort of their print and they're having a hard time charging for that information. Otherwise, yeah. it's kind of a weird kind of time. Uh, we've seen some stuff uh, locally, uh, things like the sprawl and mm -hmm. the YYC scene, which is specifically for music and arts and culture that are doing crowdfunding to support that. They've had, I would say, what I, I would call some some limited success. But again, interesting. And then the hard part is, too, is that they know. I mean, even in the scenes when they were talking about doing their fundraising, it's like, you know, we've got people that do work. We kind of need to pay them. You know, they can't just, you know, rely on people to do it for free. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting, um, you know, shift in sort of how all this stuff goes about. You know, so no, definitely. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like you mentioned, like the magazines are gone because like back in the day, even like five years ago, you can walk to the corner, you'd see the Calgary Sun, you'd see the Calgary Herald, like yeah. news boxes. You would walk in the street, 75% of the houses have like the delivery service right to their door. You see the newspapers laying on the doorstep. Now you walk down the street, there's like maybe one, two houses on the street that have it. Yeah. If that, if that, if that. I, I mean, to, to be honest, I have not read a newspaper in probably, I would say, at least five years at all. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, probably, I, I, you know, I have not seen that kind of, you know, happen in, in a long, long time. So, I mean, e even myself, and I used to read it sort of every day. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting. It is, yeah. Same thing. Like I used to, same thing, read the newspaper, read like those alternative press and like 
Roxanne magazines and even just like look at the photos that were included as posters or whatever. But now like I can scroll my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, whatever else, and all information that I need is there. Yeah. I used to read those rock sounds and I used to have the subscription to rock sound alternative press because I used to love getting those posters, seeing like the photographers like view and how they took the photo of whatever yeah. show festival in England and enjoyed reading the articles. But now, like I mentioned, I can scroll my Facebook for five minutes and I would get all the information I need for whatever shows coming up, yeah. whatever bands touring next. And same thing like with Instagram, because that's super quick. Like I'm on transit. I scroll, boom. Oh, there's on tour. I take a note, I go home, I look up the tour dates. If I can shoot, I shoot. If not, I'll just go to the show. The interesting part with that is that, you know, I mean, there is a certain amount of sustainability Mm -hmm. that bands have to put in. So, I mean, bands will have their own publicity stuff. They'll do their own video stuff, their Instagram stuff, their Twitter stuff. A lot of times they have photographers for that. But as far as general news coverage and, and kind of the crazy thing is even with Facebook and, you know, Twitter, Instagram and Twitter, you know, there's kind of that gap because Mm -hmm. there's no source. I mean, you can go to the venues, but if, you know, somebody goes to a different venue or they use a different promoter, uh, it's not centralized. You miss it. And I, and I mean, even with magazine coverage, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not 100% kind of, you know, coverage in those regards. So it's, it's really interesting, you know, how, like I said, it's, it's evolved into what it is. I don't think it's, uh, it's become effective. I mean, we had things like, you know, fast forward, which was a mainstay in Calgary publications, you know, it it just shut down. It's, you know, it's these, these things almost need supported. And and I mean, you know, who supports that, whether it's the venues, the artists, the fans, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that remains, you know, to be seen, but Mm -hmm. I mean, there's kind of this almost black hole that's being created in a lot of ways where, you know, It's everybody's sort of getting sucked in. I honestly believe at this juncture, and again, ask this too, you know, it's, um, is concert photography a sustainable way to make a living? And I would say at this juncture, the answer is no. No. Um, if you are starting out now, uh, you know, you're probably going to have to figure some stuff out and you're going to have to build yourself sort of different. I mean, again, it's, it's not as simple as going to get, and setting up with a magazine and getting paid and it's like i'll go to the show i'll get paid you know a few hundred bucks or i'll get these shots and it'll you Mm -hmm. know it'll take off i mean that does happen to a degree with social media to a point like a lot of bands will pick up your stuff afterwards but in a lot of times too i mean you know they're also they also know who they've approved and they're sort of targeting that so i mean Mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of a a quality quantity trade-off that uh, you see i mean uh, you and I have both shot the Stampede, for example. There, I would say Stampede is, is one, of one of those places where there is a lot of people where it's their first time, first time, first time in, in, in the photo pit, and all that kind of stuff. And I, I mean, it's it's good. You got you've got to start somewhere. And I'm not, you know, I'm not you know taking a bite out of anybody that's mm-hmm. doing that. But I mean, you, you definitely see it there, right? You do. Um, I think. That, like like you said, St. Pete, it's a great place to start because, like, you're shooting the daylight, so you, you're yeah. not worrying about, like, the lights and the venues. You're not worrying about all that stuff. Um, I think my counter-argument, my recommendation, I would say, is if you want to get into concert photography, if you have friends and bands, talk to those local bands. Be yeah. like, hey. That, that, was, that was always my starting point. Yeah. In, in reality is that if you want to start in concert photography, my advice is this. 
take your camera, which is probably not the best camera in the world. No. It's, you probably don't have the best lenses in the world. Uh, and you are going to go and your best place where you're going to get the most bang and traffic for your photographs, honest to God, uh, you know, like, I mean, you could shoot the biggest act tomorrow. You're going to get more mileage out of local. Yeah, uh, You're going to get more mileage out of local bands. They're more likely to share it. Um, musicians are generally poor at that level. So you, you know, at best you might get a few drinks, but you're going to make some good associations. Like that, yeah. yeah I, I, and I mean, I work with, you know, some great local bands as well. Uh, we've done some great video stuff. You know, in the next Pathless Travel, yeah, Pathless Travel, Sevens Wild, you know, Fold, all, all these guys, you know, I've done video work with, I've done photo work with, Open Air, you know, mm -hmm. I've done their promo stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I mean, there, there are tons of other bands that are just starting out. And, and sometimes it's establishing that relationship. I always talk about social media uh, work and relationships. It's having those relationships and being able to say, hey, you know, let's do this together. Like a good example yeah. is this podcast in itself. I mean, initially I said to you, hey, if you want to sit down and you want to talk about photography stuff let's at any it, yeah. time, just let me know, right? And it, and it's an open invitation. And, you know, it's, it's funny because people, I think, sometimes think people throw things out and they don't really mean it. But yeah. I, I mean it and it just sits there. And you, you, Same you messaged me back like a week ago and you just said, Hey, I'm looking looking to do that now. Is that, is that still on? I'm like, yeah. And and here we sit, right? I mean, yeah. it's those relationships that get things done and help you grow and expand. Same thing with music. If you start with a band that has zero followers, followers but and you help them with their Facebook and their socials and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and you establish this relationship, right? I mean, you might not even be the best photographer in the world. They might not even be the best band, band in, in the, the world. world, or they could be the best band in the world, and you could be kind of the worst photographer, photographer at that point. Uh, if you have that relationship and they, they, you know, they start hitting bigger venues or they start making it big or you have local examples like, you know, somebody like the static shift who, yeah. who gets launched to a national sort of level. If you have that relationship with those guys, chances are they're going to pick you. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the same thing. Like you have to put that work in as well. Like yeah. You make an agreement saying like, hey, I'll shoot this local show you're playing this night. You throw me 20 bucks, you throw me a couple of drinks, cool. But then after that, you have to actually put those photos out there. Throw them on Instagram, tag the band, tag, hashtag things that are actually relatable to that band. So music, concert photography, all that. People actually go through those hashtags. Oh, absolutely. And they'll be like, oh, this photographer's playing Calgary. We're playing Calgary. Let's shoot these guys a message. Maybe it'll be interesting to shoot the bigger bands down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's exactly it. Right? It's, it's like it's I said, work. it's all about relationship. It is work. You've got to put in the work. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk about, you know, we've talked about Gary Vaynerchuk on this thing and he talks about jab, 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 you know, right hook. Uh, you know, it's, it's giving and, and then, you know, at some point somebody's going to give you something in return. I mean, obviously you can't you know, sustain an entire business on, on just, you know, charity work and all no. that kind of stuff. There has to be, you know, a balance, you know, everybody kind of has to eat, um, you know, but the bands included, but you know, as well. And, you know, I always tell people like people ask me, what do I charge? I mean, I do have a rate, but a lot of times it's a sliding scale. It's like, Same you know, with me. a lot of times on, on, on the local level, you know, things will be reduced. It's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, necessarily do it for free. Um, because I can't afford to do that. No. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll work something out because I know that you don't have the budget that, that a larger band does yeah. and you're not going to, you know, 
you know, pay for me to tour around with you and all that kind of stuff, which happens as well. And I mean, mm-hmm. those are kind of the opportunities that are people people are looking for. But that is all established through relationships. Yes. And, you know, it's you know, it's kind of the, the best way to go about things. I mean, you can definitely like I said, you can hammer out, um, you know, doing stuff, doing stuff for the wire, you know, getting stuff for media magazines. But again, like I said, mm-hmm. that's 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 something that's falling back. It's not as prevalent as it used to be. So, I mean, You've got to make your own thing. And like you said, YouTube is a perfect example. I, I know it's not photography and stuff like that, but a lot of guys that do photos also do film. There's a lot yeah. of cross-pollination these days. And I think, you know, you can't just be specifically one anymore, mm-hmm. but you have to have, you know, sort of a diverse background in media and be able to create what people want. But I mean, you know, the fact that Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all these bands have this stuff as well, I mean, there's an opportunity there to create things and, you know, sort of move forward in those regards. And as well as, you know, being a photographer, I mean, you go by PK screams, you know, that, yeah. that's your brand. That's, PK that's photography, an yeah. PK screams modeling interviews, whatever it is yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Just throw like the last little bit on, yeah. but it's PK screams. Yeah. And, and, and it's a great lesson for anybody who's watching or listening on iTunes uh, for self branding. It's, it's making yourself a brand, right? Yeah. People know what to expect from you, all that kind of stuff. They know that, you know, you do the YouTube stuff. They know that you do the photography stuff. And, and it's an essentially building a brand. And if they like that brand, it's, you know. Something they'll work with. Yeah. yeah. But the same thing, like you mentioned back, like first timers, if you're in the pit, to talk to your fellow photographers, like none of us bite. Yeah. Unless you ask. <laughs> um, but then after that, like the other day, I, I don't say I was self-defeated. I knew I could do better with the photos, but I just couldn't critique myself. So I messaged you yeah. like, hey, these are the photos I shot. I know I can do better. I know the venue sucks for lights because yeah. like you mentioned, it's, it's just a hard venue to shoot at. But like you gave me critique and now like yeah. I look at those photos differently and I know where I went wrong. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, and, and I mean, you know, I, I was probably because I know you, I, I was you know, I, there was no fluff to that. No. You know, uh, it was kind of like, this is what you need to do. But I, I know you're, what you're doing. I, I and, and that's the perfect thing as well. Like, I mean, you know, to me, to be honest, I mean, it's all about growing. I go every show I watch. I, I take note of who's in the pit. If yeah. I don't know you, I'm probably gonna no word of a lie. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to seek you out. Yeah. I'm like a private eye in those <laughs> regards. I want to see what you shot at that show. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, this is going to sound super competitive, but it is is. because it is a competitive industry. Um, You know, I'm not going to sit there and fist fight with you in the pit. I'm going to be friendly with you and all that kind of stuff. I want you to do well as well. Yeah. But I I have to be honest with myself. Am I producing the best, the best stuff that I can do? You know, how am I faring with everybody else? Because, Mm -hmm. you know. If five people are shooting the same thing and you're all freelance, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, the best yeah. shots that are that are going to get picked. And I mean, you know, that's that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. I mean, there are no, you know, sort of participation ribbons it's, in business. But I think <laughs> at the same time, I guess like the three of us, so you, me and Josh are yeah. kind of lucky because like Josh shoots for his own kind of magazine. Yeah. I shoot for my own magazine slash Canadian Beats. Yeah. And then you shoot for your own yeah. or for like the bands themselves. So though there is that competition, it's also in the sense of we're competing against ourselves because right. like I want to do better for myself. You want to do better for yourself. But like I'm not submitting for Josh's magazine. Like, you're not submitting for Josh's magazine yeah. in this case, for example. Yeah. My, my, my point being is that there's always room to grow. So yeah. I will always take a look, right? And I'll say... 
I, I, I want, you know, you know, and this is just me and my personality and this is, you know, how, how I run businesses. Like I want the best shot. That's, yeah. that's hands down. Same, yeah. I want to look at it. I want to say I, I got the best shot. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always happen. No, I'll be the first to admit that. But when I, when I go look at it, I'll, I'll take a look and I'll say, okay, what did they do different? Mm-hmm. Um, what could have I adjusted? Um, exactly. You know, I may not have still taken the same shot, but what would I've done otherwise? And it's learning. And, and, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, if you want to talk about concert photography as a business and, and a profession, you know, it's, it's knowing what you're doing as well too. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, a, a good example is rise against, uh, you know, it was, I know, that you know Tim is going to jump at some point so I know I need to be in the right spot Thoughts. for that yeah. right and that's what you wake for the rest of it can kind of wait but there's that iconic mm-hmm. moment, moment where he jumps like the and one everybody... you grabbed of me yeah. crowd surfing with Tim yeah. up there yeah, yeah. Right. so I mean it's all that is I mean it's not planned because I don't go and we say okay at this time you're exactly going to do this but I know no, it's, gonna happen. it's going to happen and I know his tendencies I know where he holds his microphone I know which hand he uses yeah. I know where he has a tendency to go I know where the location is I know where the tape markers are and if you don't know what tape markers are you haven't shot enough no <laughs> so and, and I mean these are all things in one and again that's a good reason to have conversations in the pit because it's like you know I'll explain it to you I, there's yeah. no there's nothing there's no secret you know yeah kind exactly of. like I've shot Oxburn's Red like three or four times but if it's your first time shooting Oxburn's Red yeah come up ask us like yeah. I'll be like okay this is what I've experienced this is what I know but yeah. It could be a different venue, it could be a different night, it could change completely 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But with that information, at least you'll be aware and you'll be able to see like, okay, I see this happening, it's probably going to happen. So Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's exactly it. I mean, a good example of that was uh, Tool. Uh, myself, Josh, uh, the Calgary Herald was there, and then one other... Um, photographer and it's interesting because it was it was crack max yeah that uh was 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 photographing it and i didn't know who it was and he, he kind of kept to himself but i figured like i said i'm going to take a look and i'm going to figure it out afterwards and it was fairly easy to figure out fairly yeah. quick um but the interesting thing was the herald guy who uh, the herald and sun photographers are not always dedicated to things like music they will shoot no. sports they'll shoot you know city hall all that kind of stuff they're they're you know journeyman photographers that will shoot Everything and anything, right? Um, So they don't necessarily know the nuances of of what goes on in the concert. And the tool, of course, you know, he's like, well, what do I expect? I said, well, you know, I said, it's weird that we're here for one because, you know, Maynard Maynard rarely like approves anybody to do anything. Uh, And and then it's, you know, his shows, typically he stands at the back in like black clothing in pitch black. And it's kind of like, that's what to expect. And it was interesting too, because... You know, I'm like, maybe it will be different this time. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of expecting that. And sure enough, that was what happened. You know, the standard tool thing. Um, you know, I know that Josh struggled, that I struggled. I'm sure the Herald guy did. And yeah. I know that uh, Crack Max most definitely did because, you know, uh, of the equipment that he had and, you know, just sort of, you know, the nature of how that the lighting was in that show. But, you know, it was funny at the, at the end, you know, like I was saying to Josh, I'm like, Really, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, as long as your stuff is as good as everybody, as long as it's not like totally terrible, yeah, you know, we all know, like nobody's going to get better shots. Like nobody's going to have this crisp, clean, clean shot of Maynard in the back, you know, without noise because it's impossible. No, yeah. you know, unless you know there's some sort of arrangement between him and the photographer to get some, you know, flash at a certain point where you know nobody else is there, then that's a different case. But you know, 
you're going to line up. So it comes down to composition and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's always interesting. It's always a challenge and it's always, you know, good to, like I said, to talk, talk with each other and, you know, and, and have people sort of drive you to get better, better shots. Yeah. Because I, I mean, to be honest, you know, for a long time when I didn't see you guys there for years, I, you know, it's like, you know, where did you go? The Herald and the sun, like, I mean, they don't really care no. sometimes. And I mean, not all of them. Some of them do, some, some of them don't. don't, but you know, it wasn't like, it was anything groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, you know, so when, when there's other people that are strictly music shooters, I mean, that, it's that's much more helps. interesting in a sense. And not only oh, yeah. that, like, um, take the opportunities. Like most of the time, the rules are very basic. It's three songs, no flash yeah. kind of thing. But then there was also shows like in this moment where in this moment it was like, okay, you know what? If you want to shoot the whole show, shoot the whole show. Yeah. Because bands like that are going to be much more artistic with their shows, much yeah. all that. So if you have that opportunity, take it like you'll yeah oh yeah absolutely and take your time like even though you have three songs take your time with your equipment like focus that shot take the shot take two or three if you're doing like rapid shots like i do sometimes with like more action sequences like fancy flag all that especially if they're jumping around yeah um but yeah the big thing is take your time yeah so i think we're pretty close to the end here yeah I, i think what we'll do is we'll um I'll just give you the, you know, let's, let's throw out there. Uh, if you're new to concert photography in the pit, what are some things that you would like to see a new concert photographer do? Talk to your fellow photographers, okay. take your time and like have fun with it. Yeah. Like though it is work, have fun. Like if you're not having fun, you're not going to produce your best quality of work. Yeah. Mine will be don't hog space. So Get, get in a spot, take your shots, move. Um, you don't want a thousand of the same, same shots, shots anyways. And I mean, to be honest, you know, you've got to, to get those kind of things. I mean, get there for the shots that you need. Like I said, I mean, in Rise Against, I was, I, was, I was hogging my little bit of space until I got that thing. And then I was completely out of there. Uh, yeah. It's like everybody else, you can, you can all get there. But you know, it's, know that, but don't, you know, hunker down for three songs in one spot, move especially around. if you're bigger, move around, you know, um, and... The other thing is don't step in front of your fellow photographers. Just touch them in the back and walk behind if yeah. you can. I, sometimes it's really, really tight, tight and it, it gets kind of weird, um, but you'll see it, you know, kind of make eye contact, make a switch. Uh, you know, everybody's there to work and we don't want to get in each other's way. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's a bit, you know, yeah. bit of a, a crazy place, but, you know, we all work together. We will all get through it great and we'll all get what we need in the end. Yeah. So just want to say thanks to Phil for, for dropping in and talking with us. This is Beyond the Lens. You can find Phil at... PK Screams on all social medias. Perfect. So there you go. Check out PK Screams. And until next time, see ya.